This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a This is Live at Five, Live ah, at yeah, Five, Live, live at Thank five. you. Oh, 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 macro, jeepers, creepers, way too loud. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that. Wasn't paying attention. I will make sure I don't do that again. Uh, we're going to have a phone call here in a little bit from a gubernatorial uh, candidate. That's uh, Andrew Giuliani about the latest headlines and uh, how Hochul, Hochul, Hochul looks now. Hochul, 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 whatever. The woman from Buffalo with the perpetual smile that I just want to, whatever. Anyway, uh, it's not looking good for the uh, the Democrats here. But uh, let's see what Andrew has to say about that. And at the bottom of the hour, we uh, I actually have a phone call with our favorite attorney. And, of course, that is uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. And that will be uh, roughly at around 530. Joe sent me something earlier about uh, staggering statistics that I don't have in front of me for some reason. But uh, I'll get them uh, to uh, whether well, I'll have that ready later. All right. So, you know, you're, you're, you've been hearing about it in the last couple of days. Our lieutenant governor, like uh, nine out of nine people in Jefferson County, for that matter, throughout upstate New York, or for that matter, throughout the entire state, didn't know was, in fact, our lieutenant governor. But that's okay because that's, that's everywhere. That's not just in New York State. Nobody knows. Half the people don't even know their own uh, capital. Uh, you know, if you went down to Brooklyn right now and, and surveyed people in Brooklyn or anywhere, I'm not picking on Brooklyn. But anywhere in New York City, it's just say, what's the capital of New York State? They would say Manhattan or something like that. And someone would remind them, no, it's Albany. Albany? Never heard of that before. Where's Albany? So it's, this, is, this is a huge story. Now, again, he, he did resign. Hochul is going to like remove herself from any responsibility. But the question I want to ask Andrew is, and, and this is something that a very astute caller chimed in today about, to whether or not she knew anything about these these charges, all these stem from from way before, or at least and again, I'll I'll ask Andrew. How's that sound? And he should be calling here any moment now. It's five ten. Oh boy, we're already a minute and a half beyond the point he was supposed to call. Glenn Curry, his life never easy. That's all I could tell you. And just to uh, fill you in on a, a total, remember a couple weeks ago, what was it end of March? End of March. I, uh, I decided to switch carriers. You know that story? It's, it's turned into an absolute nightmare. It really is. It's almost like a comedy of errors where I, I'm just, I keep on. You, you remember that commercial for uh, Planet Fitness where, you know, the guy, the big, I feel like the big muscle guy without muscles. Since I pick up, I pick things up, I put things down. You know, that dude. And then it doesn't matter how often he says that. And I always felt sorry for this guy in the commercials. I told that to Bruce Mittman. He thought it was crazy. 
but the, the big muscle guys that I pick things up, I put things down. And at the end of the commercial, they just kind of let him walk out into like a like this field somewhere, in this 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 uh, exterior door to the building where he just kind of wanders away. And no one takes care of him. Again, I'm a compassionate man. I don't like to see anybody, you know, being taken advantage of. And here it is. I'm, I'm talking about a guy in a fictional commercial that doesn't exist. But that's how I feel. A man without a country. I feel like somehow or other I had this coming to me or something. It's like, ah, this is coming to you. So just to give you a little lowdown, I, I, I made the switch. I went from Verizon to Spectrum. And everything was hunky-dory. And then, uh, about, I don't know, less than five, six days later, I realized I couldn't make any calls out. I still can't. So I went back, and then went, you know, they said, well, I'll take it to uh, the Geek Squad. And no one wants to really give me any type of answer because they don't have an answer. Every time I bring it up, they say, oh, uh, oh, by the way, I'm able to take calls. I'm able to text. I'm able to go online, but I can't call out. And they just, like, can't figure that out. And I told you, I went back to Verizon. They looked at me like I was a wicked stepchild. Now you're coming back. Yeah, look at you, blah, 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 prodigal son, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, likely story. Uh, so I'm going nowhere. I'm, I, I just, I'm, I'm jumping from one ship to another, and I haven't been on land since. Is it the end of the world? No. Can, I, can it be worse? Yes. Can I be Guilford Gottfried right now, uh, ready to be put under the ground at 67 years old from an illness he's been suffering? Yeah, it could be that bad. But then again, I'm not 67 yet, so give me some time. It's, it's just one of those things where it just won't go away. And then on top of that, I, by the way, I got my taxes done. I won't, I won't tell you the last night's story. It really doesn't matter. And I might want to share it with, jo, with uh, Joe Stanley, but, you know, I, I, uh, I got a notice in the mail about something that I owed from my 2020 or 2019 submission. And, and if you remember that in 2019, or rather in 2020, that was the COVID year, still is essentially. Uh, some parts of Philadelphia are still, you know, it's still COVID times, not to mention Shanghai. We'll get, that in a, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, I, I, uh, it was, it, the, the submission was made when I, when I did my taxes. I wasn't there, uh, but my wife was. And uh, just about four or five months ago, it said, hey, by the way, you fell short of your income by as much as XYZ dollars. I was like, wow, that's weird. And I took their word for it. Why? Because Glenn is an idiot. That's why. And uh, so I, I did my taxes, and I know that the same, you know, the, I say, hey, can I just look into the records I'm finally looking into this because I just take everything for granted. If you told me, you know, like, uh, you know, y- y- that your hair is on fire, I would probably jump out a window and look for the first, you know, big basin, basin of water because I'm just gullible. Anyway, he, someone's calling in. It might be Andrew himself. Let's go to the phone. Say, yes, it is. How, how are you doing, sir? Andrew Giuliani here on the Live at Five show. How are you doing, Andy, Andrew? Glenn, how are you doing? Great to talk to you again. Yes, you too. And again, uh, I, I, there's so many questions. There's so many things we could, we could drive here in as far as Brian Benjamin is concerned. But I, I, yes. I, I want to get your thoughts. But the first question I want to ask, because people are going back and forth on this already, on both sides of the political coin. How much did Governor Hochul know about this, Andrew, in your opinion? And when did all these uh, allegations, because he has since resigned because of bribery, when did these all take place? And should she have known about it? And if she did, what does that do to her campaign, Andrew? Well, let's look at both sides of the coin. And either side, it's damning for her. Either one, she's going to claim ignorance, in which case she decides not to vet out her, literally, her lieutenant, her number two in her administration. The first major appointment that she made, she decided not to actually vet this guy out, a guy who championed the defund the police movement, 
Or the other side of the coin is she did vet him out. She knew he was corrupt and still got in bed with him either way. Right. Uh, to me, that shows that we're either at, we either have a governor who's corrupt, which may be, honestly, some of the Buffalo Bills stadium in terms of the connection that the Hochul family has with that and the fact that her husband is going to be enriched from that deal. Sure. That might end up actually showing that side of the coin. Or mm-hmm. she is just too lazy uh, to actually do the research. Either way, she is not fit to be governor of the great state of New York. She's not. And, 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 and again, the numbers, and again, I watch uh, Fox News and whatnot, and perhaps that's a little slanted and whatnot, but some, some uh, I haven't seen Quinnipiac or any of these surveys uh, taken in recent I'm sure you have more data uh, with respect to that, but you know, it all depends on who you, who you get your sources from. Remember, Governor Murphy down there in Jersey just barely won. Now he's crossed in the aisle. He's kowtowing to his constituents. That's nice of him. But there are some some people that are saying that Hochul, prior to this latest incident with Benjamin, was going to win by as many as 15, 20 points. And then you listen to Sean Hannity, and it's a lot closer than that. Um, and I don't know if we could speculate at this point. I, I don't know if it really matters. But, uh, it, it, again, this is a huge story. And although the New York Post is co- talking about it, Andrew, uh, no one else is. So what are we to do as New Yorkers going forward? Well, the media right now is closer to Pravda than they are free press, and I think that's one thing that, you know, I think we can see this nationally and certainly locally here in, in the state of New York. Um, but, but I look at it this way. I think this race is going to be very similar to Virginia and New Jersey, in Jersey. referenced here. Obviously, a close win for the Republican in Virginia and a close loss for Chitterelli in New Jersey. Right. It's going to be on our campaign to make sure it's a close victory. But mm-hmm. I think in looking at the metrics and looking at the numbers, whether you break it down geographically, or whether you actually break it down on Democrats and independents who are willing to cross the aisle, there is an unbelievable opportunity for the Republican to win. And what's more, and this is what we've seen in the polling, whenever they actually poll Democrats about all of the different Republicans, Mm -hmm. whether it's the congressman from Long Island, whether it's Rob, or whether it's myself, I am the only candidate that actually cracks more than 15% of Democratic support. I actually, in the last three polls, Siena polls, mm-hmm. have gotten 26, 27, and 27 percent of Democratic support. Nice. If you want to talk about the math equation on winning on November 8th, we're going to make sure that we need a quarter of Democrats. And the truth is, how do I do that? It's certainly not by sacrificing my conservative values. I think most New Yorkers who hear me speak will know very, very clearly that I'm an America first Republican, and uh, I intend to push that kind of agenda. But the truth is, I'm very clear with my message, and they associate everything that we do with making sure that, first and foremost, we make New York a safer and less corrupt state. That's a tall order. And again, you know that, Andrew, better than anyone. And as far as, you know, just getting a Republican in, in rule in Albany in itself is, is a major, you know, uh, a task, a tall, tall order. And let's just assume you get in there. Could no you- doubt about it. But- yeah. No doubt about it, but they, were, they said that it was a tall order 30 years ago to clean up New York City. You remember, right. there was a Time Magazine article that called it the rotting apple. It said it's, this days we're behind it. We're sure. decades behind it right here. And guess what? New York had re- renaissance because you had a very, very smart, I don't want to call him a politician. Right. You had a very smart change agent who right. happened to share the same last name as me uh, and half of my DNA, <laughs> if you will, or right. I share half of his DNA. Yeah, sure. um, but he came in. 
and basically said, you know, we're not going to take the status quo. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at how we can change this state for the better, uh, city for the better. And he did it. That's the exact same approach that we need in Albany and in New York State. And if he could win New York City back in 1993, we can certainly win New York State on November 8th of this year. And no question about it. And again, but the main thing is that the demographics have changed. A lot of people have moved. I mean, New York City is in itself its own entity. But look what happened yesterday and the fact that, of course, you know, Curtis Sliwa didn't even have a chance against uh, uh, the current mayor now. And, and yet, you know, we don't have cameras that work. It, it just seems like, yes, your father accomplished incredible things when he won back in the day after David Dinkins, one of the worst mayors of all time. And then a couple of years later, we have uh, 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 George Pataki taking over the state. But it looks like that is such a tall order. I don't want to be negative with you, Andrew, but it just seems like as New Yorkers, <laughs> unless we attack the, you know, our school systems and say, hey, look, Disney is affecting our, our school system here in New York State. Let's do what they do in Virginia. I don't know how, 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 how the Republican, how you can win this. Glenn, I'd come and give you a hug right now, but we're, uh, we're, we're a distance apart, and I yeah. don't want to get of anything. <laughs> I definitely need you. Because yeah. you need a hug. But first and foremost, what, what I can tell you about this is, I mean, it's the exact same thing about they said about the demographics of New Jersey and Virginia, right? They were changing. The states were getting more blue, and you had a victory and a very close loss in them. So it's the right. exact same narrative that we were hearing a year ago in those states, in neighboring states to us. Um, I see it. I see the path to victory. You mentioned Curtis Sliwa yeah. and, and not, you know, not coming close to Eric Adams. Adams One thing yeah. Curtis did was he showed that there's a path to victory statewide. As a Republican, you've got to win 30 to 33 percent of New York City. Curtis against a far more conservative Democrat than either Hochul or Jamani Williams or Tom Suozzi. And don't be fooled by Tom Suozzi. He votes 93% of the time with AOC. Don't be fooled by the ads. He's a liberal's liberal. Um, But he ran against a far more conservative Democrat than we'll run against. And he still got 28.7% of New York City. We need to improve, improve upon that number. Uh, by a couple of points, with another year of Biden in the books, right. uh, a year, a full year of Hochul at that time in the books, right. uh, and a far more liberal Democrat, I am very confident that I can win 35% at least of New York City. We do that, and we're going to be celebrating on January 1st, 2023 in Albany. But i got to tell you, yeah. we're not going to celebrate too, too long because we're going to have a lot of work to do. Oh, of course you are. I mean, again, not to bring this up, obviously, you feel very confident about November. That means that you're feeling very confident about the primary in June, Andrew. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, I just ended up when going through the petition process. Uh, we need 15,000 signatures statewide. Right. I got over 25,000 that we ended up handing in from registered Republicans. Uh, and what we're seeing in every single poll that is not paid for by a candidate, every single poll not paid for by a candidate, I have been leading every single statewide poll. There have been eight now out. I've been leading all eight of them, including the last Siena poll, which had us up 14 points for the nomination. Of course, you know, one of my opponents decided to commission a poll where he was up a million points right there. Well, you know, look, congratulations. You paid for that one, and uh, you, know, you could spread it around in the media. But the truth is uh, we're winning this race, and I feel very, very confident going into June 28th that we are going to be the nominee come June 29th. And, and, and I'm, I'm with you, and we're all with you here and uh, up here in Watertown, New York. It's just that we always have that downstate uh, syndrome, and that's why I feel that way. But real quick, two questions. Uh, a couple of things that were still left on the table as far as uh, Benjamin was concerned. One was gerrymandering, and you know that that's back in the case again as far as redistricting for, the, for, the, uh, for all the districts. That's the congressional, the statewide districts. We, we saw a huge change here. We're losing uh, Congresswoman Stefanik as a result of it. They circumvented uh, uh, the, the, the entire county of Monroe 
row and Rochester. <laughs> it's a joke, but that's still on the table. So now that Benjamin is out, and you know what happens there, in your opinion? Well, it's, it's a really good question. I think it's a little bit of a wait and see for us. I mean, you know, it doesn't. Uh, I think about the congressional candidates and what we went through petition-wise. Uh, I don't think the statewide candidates will be affected by it. No, of course really not. The overall number is not affected, but these congressional candidates might have to go back out and petition after a month of doing it in the cold and the rain. I mean, yeah. I saw it. It was, you know, it's not easy to do, and, and, and they were able to do it. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But, I mean, I think your district, and actually my district uh, here, I'm in Jerry Nadler's district, which, uh, you know, God, oh my God. God bless me for that. Yeah, but right. um, the, the truth God. is, looking at your district, stretching yeah. from Niagara all the way to Waterton, um, it's, it's such a joke and such a uh, disgrace, I think, to... Uh, what was put in to mm-hmm. the New York State Constitution uh, that, you know, any judge, it's amazing it's taken this long mm-hmm. for a judge to actually overturn it. But I think, again, it shows you just how politicized the judiciary has gotten. I mean, I've seen this firsthand yeah. from my friend and former boss, President Trump, yeah. uh, and directly to my father to mm-hmm. suspend my father's law license without a hearing. Right. I mean, that reminds you more of the Soviet Union than it does the United States of America. So it, it nothing does. surprised me these days, but I, I think that's why we're the most prepared candidate, because i got to tell you, uh, we've taken the arrows of and, and we're ready to, to fire back now, and we must fire back for the good of this state and for the good of uh, the Republic. What does Hochul? What does Hochul do now? I mean, does she get another candidate to run with for for the for her own campaign, or she, does she wait? What what is that? What message does that send? You know, I, I don't know what she does, and and the truth is, I mean, I think she's got to consider resigning herself because she has been uh, an absolute joke of a governor up until this point. But it's consistent with the previous three governors to her. I mean, think about Spitzer and Patterson and Cuomo, Mm -hmm. all three resigned or pledged not to run for election uh, because of scandal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathy Opal is embroiled in another scandal. This is what we're going to get if Mm -hmm. New Yorkers vote Democrat on November 8th. And I think Kathy Opal is just another example of what we've seen in Albany over the last 15 years. And it's, I think, more than anything, it's one of the main reasons why we are starting to see that success with independents, with Democrats in the polls, and I think it's why you're going to see more independents and Democrats turn Republican on November 8th. So what is she doing? Again, this is my opinion. Does she does she does she get a, a law official or someone in the in in, in the state senate, uh, a black woman? And see that that seems to be the trend these days. And again, we, I, that's that's coming from me, Andrew. But you know, does mm-hmm. she just do the whole political correctness thing, uh, p- p- uh, identity politics as usual, or, or do or should we give a crap at this point? I, I hope she gets somebody that can uh, that, that can that understands gender and understands that yeah. uh, a, man is a, man a woman is a woman. Right. I mean, right. That, that's what I hope. Uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I got in trouble from the, the leftist Stalinist media uh, because I had the gall to say uh, that uh, my daughter was born a girl and she's going to stay a girl. Yeah, I did oh, read that. God. Yeah. Well, they went nuts, and yeah. and, and uh, the Huffington Post, I think it was, some liberal rag called sure. me up and said. You stand by these uh, absurd comments. And yeah. I said, well, I said, you know, I have to tell you, yeah. uh, and I have to be honest, I'm not a biologist, <laughs> but I do know the difference between a man and a woman. Right. And that blew him up even more. And then, right. and then right. the next liberal rag, which called me up, I think it was the Daily Beast, said, uh, how could you say all this? And, and I said, well, you know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit here. Uh, there's a movie called Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It came out 30 years ago. Yeah. And there's a, a young five-year-old in that movie who in there says, 
uh, that boys have a P and girls have a, you know, yeah. and you can complete the rest of that. Right, right, there. right. right. Uh, I said, if you had to ask me who had a better understanding of gender between that fictional five-year-old mm-hmm. and Katanji Brown, yeah. I would pick that fictional five-year-old every single day. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and again, they just so, have to, they, yeah, they have to kowtow to their own narrative, and, and they look foolish when they can't answer simple questions. It's exactly right, and I think that's why we need to continue to point it out. I, I, I look forward into the debates, in the debates, of asking Kathy Hochul, uh, you know, uh, if she can define a woman, if she can define a man. I think, you know, th- there are so many uh, Democrats that look and say, wait a second, uh, I don't like the fact that my daughter, and, and as somebody who has a four-and-a-half-month-old daughter myself... Yeah, congratulations, by the way. Who, oh, thank you. It's, it is honestly the most amazing blessing, yeah. and, and every single day it gives me perspective on, on why we're doing this and why we're getting up. Uh, to fight as hard, and, and, and I look at her and I see her little toothless smile, and, and <laughs> there's nothing that makes me happier than that. Sure. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just I look forward to hearing her answer on that. I, I'll tell you one other thing, Glenn, yeah. a little inside baseball that we're seeing. You know, there have been rumors about Andrew Cuomo hopping back in this race. Yes, yes, I forgot um, to ask. Yeah, go ahead. And I got I to gotta tell you, um, I am hearing that he is spending money on on, a, on building a team out mm. uh, to run third party over here. Now yeah. you want to talk about yeah. our path to victory being like New Gen- uh, Virginia, or New Jersey? Right. Um, I mean, it completely change changes and widens uh, significantly if Andrew Cuomo does decide to run, and if he does then I look forward to debating him in October of this year. Uh, that would be that would be uh, awesome. And again, it's it's obviously going to throw a, a monkey wrench into the whole system. He's already run ads up here. I'm sure you've seen him down in New York City. People are asking questions. He still has mo- access to money, which I myself I can't understand, but I'm an outsider. What do I know? But uh, this latest case of, uh, once again, political uh, identity politics has gone bad, wrong for the Democrats. A lot of strikes against them in recent uh, uh, months, and it's no surprise that Saki is leaving. No surprise that someone that Rachel Maddow is kind of leaving her own big, big contract with MSNBC. I think, Andrew, they see the, they're seeing the writing on the wall, in my opinion. Not to mention the Hunter Biden uh, laptop thing is not going away. Yeah, well, it's, look, uh, you had the New York Times that finally, after a year and a half, admitted this thing was real. Well, they could have spoke to Rudy Giuliani in September of 2020 when he was desperately trying to give this to any media right. outlet that would print it. And finally, right. New York Post, after some conservative outlets, yeah. so-called conservative outlets, did not have the guts to print this thing. Finally, right. the New York Post prints it and runs it. And Twitter, what do they do? They ban the New York Post for two weeks. Yep. Um, so, so to me, I, I look at all of this and say um, that they have made a mockery out of the United States of America, no. out of our education system, out of, uh, out of our media, out mm-hmm. of our free press. Uh, and so, you know, what better way to beat them than to point this out and to present actually common sense solutions? And, and by the way, real quick, and then I got to go because I got another call coming in. But, you know, it was Governor Christie, former Chris, uh, governor of New Jersey. Uh, he was told by another pundit on the set of ABC This Week in Review, whichever. She said, oh, well, we couldn't get that story because uh, uh, Rudolph Giuliani had the laptops and he wouldn't give them to anybody. Did you see that by any chance? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a bunch. I, mean, I actually didn't. I, I didn't see it. But that's one of the most laughable things that I've ever heard. And that was the reason why it wasn't a big story, because uh, your father di- uh, failed to disclose what was on those. Uh, it was just, again, this is the type of response that we're getting. Andrew, real quick, when are you coming up here? So I'll tell you what. I'll be back up either the very end of this month, more likely kind of the beginning of May. And, and the exciting thing is we're going to be starting Giuliani rallies going all around the state, and we'll have 
a couple of special guests. Another guy who uh, I like to call him the, the, the less good-looking Giuliani. There you but, go. You know, some people would say he's the smarter Giuliani. <laughs> I, would, I would disagree with that. Certainly yeah. the more wise. The more wise. We'd love Giuliani. to see him. We'll We'd love to see Yeah. Uh, and Watertown certainly is is right on our short list to make sure we get to. One other thing I want to add yeah. before you go, I know you got to go. I had the opportunity to see Tommy John a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I had a fundraiser in Naples, Florida, and Tommy was down there. And, man, I really look forward to being governor and attending his whole uh-huh, thing. Yeah. In, a- that guy, a- a- Cooperstown. Uh, 288 wins. You can't write the story of baseball without Tommy John. Right. He deserves to be in Cooperstown. Yeah, and by the way, Jim Cott's in automatically. Uh, it's going to happen. There's no question about it. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Absolutely. A- Andrew, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glenn, thank you as always. Look forward to coming on again soon. Oh, sounds good. Thanks, and good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Andrew Giuliani here on the Live at Five show, and I did have Joe on the phone, So, but let's do this. I'll get a hold of Joe during the commercial break. I ran long like I normally do. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are, finding more. Jacobs, and I approve this message. Paid for by Jacobs for Congress. Yeah, we're back. Well, that's uh, Andrew Giuliani. He's, uh, he's got some numbers in his favor on the Democratic side. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all, t- I'm watching all types of surveys. He mentioned Siena. I said Quinnipiac. You know, he says tomato. I say tomato. Whatever. Not to mention one of his uh, competitors had their own. I wonder who that was. Probably Zeldin. I, I don't know if it matters. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to say this in front of Andrew or any one of them. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, remember, remember when Donald Trump, he says, I could go in Fifth Avenue, shoot something, get away with it. I feel the same way for Democrats. I just feel like they can have a guy like uh, Brian Benjamin, do what he did, and still get away with it. it. It just doesn't matter. I mean, today, again, I know a lot of you don't like this when I say this, but yes, I was watching The View again today because it's like one of those things like I purposely like to beat the crap out of myself. But the big reason why I do so is that I can't go into the homes of every yenta in the world and find out what they're thinking. All I got to do is put on The View for 10 minutes. That's all I got to do. So they had to talk about the incident that happened yesterday in Brooklyn where a diseased uh, African-American man who's got mental issues up to yin-yang decides to shoot up about 15, 20 people. He's wandering around the village apparently today. People saw him on, on, on cameras that actually worked. And uh, he's now in. But whatever, the view went about it. And it's like, you know, if, if, you, if you came to this planet and try to get all of your data, all of your information, of course people would say the same thing about Fox, about The Post. You know, about the Wall Street Journal, they would say, well, it's, it's skewed. But it's so overwhelmingly like, oh, it's not our fault. It, it, there's too many guns that are being made and being sold on the black market and accessible to others like this that will use them. That's their argument. So it just kept on coming down. In this, today's case, it came down to the state of Georgia. It's too easy to get a gun in Georgia. Apparently, this guy, by the way, got his gun at some type of uh, flea market show or something gun show out in Ohio or it was linked to an Ohio gun show. It's just, it's, 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 here it is, we have Putin. That's, oh, by the way, Putin's ruble is, is higher than the value of the U.S. dollar. That's the latest story that you will not hear on the Rachel Maddow show or in MSNBC. You're not going to hear any of that stuff. So it's like, oh, at least we have Russia in a corner. You know, their economy is going to fall apart. They'll have to just concede and give up. And no, no, they're, they're, their economy is doing quite well. China's probably, and others, and Iran, and other, you know, rogue nations that don't give a crap about America are probably throwing all their money and resources at the, at the oil market there. Good luck with that. It's the dirtiest oil on the planet because it's coming from Russia. People who can't even launch missiles that go off, thank God. 
They kill enough people, but if they really had their act together, they would have taken over uh, Ukraine right now with, uh, without any harm. But instead, they're a bunch of Keystone cops that are just screwing it up, and they're, they're going to continue doing that. So whatever. That, I'm getting off the beaten path here. But getting back to Giuliani, he's, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Republican in there. If it's Andrew, that's good. We have a little bit of a relationship here. We've con- I, at least you know, I have a grassroots uh, uh, effort here on the Live at Five show. Uh, Jeff and I went to his, uh, his, his, his meeting he had back in September. Tommy John was there. No one showed up. Didn't look good. Why? Because I just think we, we just, we've given up. What are we going to do? What, throw, money at, throw money at Andrew Giuliani so we can lose by five points? The, the bottom line is this. Benjamin's got to be exposed for, or Hochul, 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 it's got to be exposed for whether or not she should have known this. And, and Giuliani just said that. She didn't do the proper vetting. But she'll get a free pass. And by the way, in 48 hours, the story will be gone. No one will be talking about this. And if the subway story actually still remains germane, the only thing they're going to be talking about is where he got the gun from and what white manufacturer company produced it. That's all. No mention of why, for some reason or other, the MTA in New York City got millions, billions of dollars to upgrade their, their entire city because of COVID. And here it is, an incident happens on the N-train in some, cr- in some crappy neighborhood in Brooklyn, and not one camera caught it. And today the culprit was caught by other people's privately owned cameras. So the people rose to the occasion. This is no blame on the, on the men in blue by any means. It's just that New York City like any other blue cities run by a bunch of idiots. And that's, that's so clear. That was another thing that the View people brought up today. Oh, you keep on talking about blue-run cities. It's not that at all. And then Houston came up with, you know, capital, uh, uh, Kentucky and Louisiana. Uh, oh, my God. It's endless. We have enemies anywhere, everywhere. E- enemies that want to destroy this nation. And then you look at ourselves, and it's like, there's people within here that want to destroy this nation. Anyway, Joe Stanley's not calling in. <laughs> it's been one of those days. And I don't want to just bore you with, with that other stuff that's going on in my life. But I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be real quick. I, I, I jumped to the conclusion that the IRS was correct in their assessment on a, on a, on a return uh, from 2020. Because I was not there. I was in a hospital bed getting my, append, my ruptured appendix removed back in July of 2020. And like an idiot, I went ahead and, and decided, like, oh, well, this looks legit. I might as well pay it up. So I did. So I brought it up last night, or just today, as far as, hey, you know, by the way, I got a notice in the mail. It was in the mail. And they said, you know, they always warn you, as far as the IRS is concerned, you're never going to have any warning by way of text. They're not going to call you. They're not going to knock on your door. If you get anything, it's going to be in the mail, like Ralph Cramden did or Tony Randall did or, you know, Felix Unger. It's like, oh, you didn't sign your, 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 your tax form. That's why you're here. Oh, okay. I, geez, I thought it was something a lot worse than that. So I get this letter. I said, hey, you, you, you fell short on your income back in 2019. And I go back into my archives and realize, well, that was the one day I wasn't there. Like an idiot, I didn't look at it. So today I investigated and I looked at their numbers and because I go to the same place each and every year. It was only three years ago. It was two submissions ago. So it was two years ago, essentially. And it's, everything, was, everything was clean. And then they asked me, do you have that letter? I'm like, oh, what letter? The letter they told you. And I remembered in my mind, I said, I know I didn't put it back in the envelope. You know, sometimes you pay a bill and you put it in there, you don't make a copy of it. I said, you know what? I better save this. Now, whether or not I have that letter somewhere back in the house, I'm going to have to, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 turn it upside down to find it. Well, hopefully that's not going to be. The bottom line is this. I thought I actually paid to some scam in Tanzania or somewhere. 
or Tangier, whatever, some crappy country in, in Africa where the schemers are. And I figured, oh, geez, did Glenn Curry get taken on this again? So they said, well, make sure that you just go on irs.gov, put your ID number in there, and, you know, sell. Uh, and you have to do all types of stuff to, to, to prove it's you, and that's fine. That makes sense, right? Very, you know, sensitive information, which I did. And sure enough, the payment, November 7th, was right there. I said, well, that should be enough, right? I didn't give it to some scammer in Africa. I gave it to our US, United States government. What, what raised uh, some flags, I said I wasn't going to talk about this. What raised some flags is, that, yeah, they said uh, to pay them out in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And the woman looked at me, Cincinnati, Ohio. The IRS doesn't have an office in Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, she was mistaken. They actually do. Bottom line is, I paid the right people. Now I, I have to see if I can get the money back. It's just unbelievable. And on top of that, I have a phone that I can't use. I'm a man without a phone company. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. Now, again, I can turn into, like, you know, Michael Douglas character in uh, Falling Down. Or, you know, I just, you know, just, I don't want to be that guy. I, I can't afford to be that guy because, you know, I just read an article today. I was looking at it, a news junkie. They were talking about, you know, why people are leaving the service business. You know, uh, uh, for, for being either a waiter, waitress, whichever. And, uh, and a lot of people within the service business said, well, there's too many people that expect so much and they treat us rudely. And I, and I agree with them because I know a lot of people that are like that. And by the way, Glenn Curry is not one of them. But I can understand why people stay away from it. So it's twofold. One, people hate the service because it's awful. And two, people don't want to be treated poorly. So then nothing gets done. So I responded, you know, by the year 2030, the whole country is going to be one big drive through And everyone's going to have to accept it. You're on the air. Hi. How you doing today? Good, good. How are you doing? Good. Talk to you about possibly coming on your show or talk about mental health. Remember I told you I didn't want to because I didn't want to, you know, expose my kid. Oh, yeah. mental health issue. Yeah. Oh, and, and you live right yeah. here in Watertown, ma'am? Yeah, yeah. And did I promise so, you I was going to call you or? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you did call me back and um, I decided not to come on. Oh, right. Uh, okay, good. It, Due diligence. Um, the hypnotist had, you know referred me to you. Oh, you know, nice. Yeah. To talk to him. The, anyway, the, the um, hypnotist. I'm dealing Josh Kearney. <laughs> yeah. Who I lost 30 pounds by, and I still have the weight off. By good. Way, good so for you. That's a good thing. Good. Yeah. So um, my two children have mental health problems, severe okay. mental health problems. Both are schizophrenic. One has what they call reactive attachment disorder, um, and they're 21 and 19 now. And um, my son recently stopped taking this medication, like a lot of schizophrenics do, because they feel better and don't think they need it, and ended up hospitalized and is not doing well at all right now Jeez, at home. It's awful. Um, he's very paranoid. Um, it's scary, because you can't get them the help they need. But in addition to that, my daughter, who I've raised since she was three weeks old, she's not a blood relative, but she's my daughter. Okay. She has a lot of severe problems and anger, and I can't have her in the house with my son because yeah. he's not supposed to be under that kind of stress, right. and she needs a place to live, and she's been with her grandma, and she's getting kicked out of there because Oof. too many people, you know, in her apartment, and it's just a nightmare to get help for people, and I'm kind of at my wit's end, you know. How, how old's your daughter? She's 19, almost 20. Okay, so she's at that age and where... Emotionally, well, emotionally, she's like maybe 10 or 11. 
and, you know, and uh, uh, are, are your are, they, are both your uh, children adopted? No, my son's my biological child. Okay. And um, schizophrenia runs in the family, unfortunately. Right. And turns out they both have it, and they're, they're actually cousins. Okay. You know, so they are blood relatives. Them. They're blood relatives with the similar a similar problem. Correct. And you're you're at your wit's end because there's so much anyone can do. And here it is, a 19-year-old who uh, acts like a 10-year-old, uh, living uh, living with somebody else. And she is she causing trouble to herself and others at this point? Um, she doesn't cause any trouble outside um, at, of home generally, um, and it can be violent at home. And I, I'm 65 years old. Hmm. I can't do it anymore. No, I know. I don't and blame I, you, ma'am. I don't blame you at all. At this point. Um, her case manager is telling me that um, her only option is to go to DSS and get put in a motel right. because she'll be homeless and she right. could possibly have a crack addict roommate. Yeah, of course. Said. Yeah, it's not good. So it's not good options, no, you know, no. at all. So I don't know if anybody out there had any suggestions. Yeah. Um, you know, here it is. I'm bitching about my phone problems and uh, paying the IRS too much money. And you have a very, very <laughs> serious problem and you have the I patience of a saint. Serious. But there's so much anyone can do, and and yet you, yeah. you, I mean, as far as New York State is concerned, have you taught? Have you contacted the, uh, the mental health office here, or, or Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Jennings' office for, for no, Jefferson County? You should really. I mean, this is something. Really? That, yes, without a doubt, you got to do okay. something. But th- at the end of the day, I mean, you're right because she's she's just going to fall into some cheap motel somewhere. Uh, and oh, yeah. uh, and she wind and, and I hate to say this, ma'am, but she wind up either harmed or dead in the next God knows exactly in any day exactly exactly. And I can't do that to her. No, of you course know? not. I love her too, and I I have very few options. And when she's around and my son isn't doing well, I'm basically a prisoner. You know. <laughs> and your son right I, now is is living with you. Yes, he he had to return home because he hasn't been well. And, you know, he's back in therapy, and he's, he gets a shot a month and takes his meds, and he's convinced now he needs to take his medication, but how old is I he? can't leave him alone. 21. So there's 21 and yeah. 19 years old. They're young adults. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and again, let me just ask some real basic questions. Uh, I mean, uh, sure. are, are they educated? Could they? Are, I know your, your daughter is... They're both high school graduates. Okay, but but your daughter apparently seems to be slow, or you know, in that she in that group. She is slow that way. She had an IEP in school, you right. know, and she um she went to a, the Adirondack Youth Lodge for over a year for a place for troubled kids. True. Sure. You know, she did graduate. Um, so it's it, just hard. It, it's <laughs> it, again, it, what, what's 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 worse about this, and I don't mean to put it in those terms, is that you know you're calling me, which and I, I and I love you for that, by the way. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, here it is, the billions of dollars we spend on mental health. We talk about these issues all the time. And yeah. you're, you're calling someone with no qualifications whatsoever, which just leads me to believe that you are literally at wit's end. But that said, you haven't called Jennings' office, and that's surprising. I think they might have some answers for you there. I wasn't aware that I could do that. So yeah, I of course. I mean, I mean, with the amount of money that we put through, uh, our, again, back in the day, uh, we had more institutions. Uh, but we've been yeah. closing them up, yeah. and, and, and that's why someone like your daughter winds up in some cheap motel uh, on I know, SSI. Isn't that awful? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, She's well. She's innocent, you know? She's innocent at this point. Why not leave her that way? You know? well, yeah, right. Well, and, and again, they're just like, oh, everyone has their own individual rights. And, and again, it comes down to this you know, you look at California, New York City for that matter, 
And, you know, the liberals, uh, as long as they're not living in my neighborhood, I don't care if they're living in some subway right. grate somewhere right. down there. Uh, you know, oh, just yeah. get out of my way so I don't have to see them or my daughter doesn't have to smell them. And say, not in my backyard. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, yeah. The, that's, the, uh, that, that's the situation we're in. Well, ma'am, listen, stay in touch. Uh, if you want to come into the show, but right now I would definitely contact uh, uh, Steve. And someone's calling in right now. Maybe someone okay. can give me some answers. Keep on listening, okay, okay. ma'am? Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. Thank Bye. you very much. Because, again, it's, uh, it's the Glenn Curry Show, not Dr. Glenn. I wish I could help out there, but she needs help big time. You're on the air. Uh, are you, yes, how are you doing, Glenn? I want to clear up these few things. You know, we talk like... So, Jason, real quick, real quick, Jason, you, you know people okay. with mental illness. Is that correct? You talk about mental illness all the time. You talked about it yesterday. You had sympathy for the guy that shot up as many as 10, 12 people on the subway. Where does someone go these days for mental needs, like that woman that just called me? Help me out there. I will help you out, Glenn. We have to sit down and have a conversation about it because I lived it. I, I was born with it. I grew up with it, and I dealt with it by God's grace. So where did and you I go? Have for all people. God's garage. Good and bad. Where did you go? Where would you? Where would you suggest that woman go? Because I got to do a commercial break here, Jason. I can't talk too long. Where would that woman? Right. Where would that woman need to go? I need your help on this. Well, it, it, the best option is the Lord and Savior, and I just want to clear The Savior's not going to do it. I don't mean to sound like Joy Behar, but Jesus isn't going to be doing anything right now. He, he's not paying attention. He's, he's actually spending more time. To, uh, he should be taking time uh, <laughs> saving those cats and dogs in Shanghai because Glenn asked him to, but that's neither here nor there. Is there anywhere no, I, else that, that he can go to right now or she can go to right I, now? I understand, but I want to say this, Marcel. When I go out and about, me and my wife are protected. We got a PPD, personal protection device. And I need a, a pepper sprayer taser gun. <laughs> and what I'm saying to you, uh, Glenn Carey, is that mental Here. sickness has to be dealt with, not by drugs, not by a psych center. We got to have a serious conversation. All right. D- d- okay, Jason, I got to go. I got to go. I'm so sorry. I got to go. I got to go. Danny, what's going on? I'm sorry for, uh, for being abrupt today. Danny Francis. Oh, he's hanging up, too. All right, it's just one of those days. And the IRS won't get back to me. <laughs> what a life I have. And by the way, I just lost my brakes. I just lost all the brakes. It's just, it's just, it must be a Wednesday. I have noticed in my life that when, when the day of the week that goes, the, 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 I guess, the most sour is Wednesday. You would think it's Monday. You would think it's Friday because it's going to ruin your whole weekend. You worry about it until Monday morning. No, it's Wednesday. Wednesdays. You're on the air. Danny. No, I didn't hang up. I was listening to you on the radio. Okay. I, I hope that lady is still listening. Yeah, I hope so, too. I'm going to pass two telephone numbers to her. Yeah. Both in Jefferson County. Yeah. 315-788-0970. Yep. That's the Mental Health Association of Jefferson County. Yeah, good. And the other one is Mental Health Office in the Dulles Building, 315-785-2433. Uh, and they, yeah. If they can't help her, they can refer her, and she needs to seek some government help uh, from the county, and uh, I think they can take care of her. Do you think there's a lot of people like this that, you know, here it is, you know, you've, she's had issues now with her children for over 20 years. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not challenging her on this, but why wouldn't she know these, these contacts to begin with, Danny? Why, are people well, just not aware of this she stuff? She obviously has been talking to her uh, local doctors, it seems like, because of the medication things she was talking about. I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't refer her 
uh, to the mental health offices, either in Jefferson County or in the city, if there's one in the city. I didn't see that one listed. But uh, I mean, they're all in the, both in the city. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for Jefferson County, it's such a large area. Right. So I'm, I, I, I can't say that that didn't happen because I don't know her case. No. no but she should reach out to those two offices. One of them can either help her make a referral or they can, they can do something for her. Well, I'm glad that you called in, Danny, and I know you have a, a lot of compassion for people that need help. But uh, I, I, I hopefully she got to, she she uh, uh, takes your advice and gets uh, and makes phone calls tomorrow as soon as possible. Uh, it's not going to be an easy process, but I think they can get on the right road. No doubt, no doubt. Right, I appreciate that, sir. Okay, uh, it's uh, Danny Francis. Yeah, I made the comment about Shanghai. I, I can't get it out of my head. I just can't talk about the human the suffering and so forth in Ukraine I get it you know but the media they never show you that and, and again I, and sometimes maybe we do need instead of blurring out people's dead bodies on the streets of Ukraine or Kiev somewhere maybe they shouldn't do that anymore I, you know I, I don't know where we're going with this whole Ukraine thing I keep on saying it's no big deal anymore because Russia showed us their true colors they're a bunch of Keystone cops so they're not going to be invading Poland real soon, and they're just going to get embroiled in their own little mess there in Ukraine for God knows how long. But maybe we should show that, you know, it's like, well, this was where a lot of bodies were, were just hours ago. They cleared it all out. You could still see some blood. Maybe we should see body parts. Maybe we should see the, uh, the look of a dead uh, young child with her eyes still open. And to get real angry at that. I don't know if that's going to be the remedy because half the people on the left want to go in and start World War III to begin with. But when they show imagery and video of cats and dogs being put in, into nets and left to die in sidewalks in Shanghai, and all you can hear is, the, is, is that in them pleading for someone to get them out of there in their own way, they're animals, you know, that, that touches me. It really does. I feel bad talking about it right now. But just like Danny, just like myself, just like that young lady, that woman that has troubles, we have compassion for others. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my God, I just saw a, vi a visual of someone with a shovel uh, uh, smacking a, 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 Pomer a, a, you know, a Pomeranian dog repeatedly until it was dead. Why? Because its owner was going to be put in, in, in some type of chamber uh, for quarantine for some time for, for an ailment, COVID. That's not going to kill them. They just don't like the people living on top of one another in Shanghai. They're, they're, they're stirring things up. The next Mao Zedong might be coming from there. You know, I'm sorry, the opposite of Mao Zedong. Someone who's going to be the counteract to, to the whole communist nation. Maybe that's it. We don't want Shanghai anymore. We'll take their dogs and kill, kill them. Why? What are they going to do? They're going to be quarantined for the next three months. We don't want dogs and cats wandering the streets of Shanghai. We have enough problems. Just kill them. That's, that's the Chinese for you. That's the Chinese. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. What's that? Uh, I don't really have an answer for that woman that called. Yeah. But I do feel for her. Sure. Um to a degree. My son is six years old and autistic, yeah. nonverbal. And basically when we were told he was autistic by a doctor, you're just shoved out the door and that's it. There's nothing. You're not given any information. You're not given, well, who do I go see? What do I do? That's just, uh, yeah. it is what it is. That's, that's, out the door uh, you go. Have a nice life. How old is your child now? Six? He, he just turned six. So you at this um, at this point there's nothing I mean you know I mean someone I, like for instance I, I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag my brother my um, I have a niece who who has uh, you know autism uh, and my brother and my sister-in-law do extremely well and she lives in Manhattan she's got her own job she's got her own education. 
but she might be in the same situation you are because, quite frankly, it, it's, it's a matter of money to take care of this. Is that true? Do you look at it that way? Oh, oh 100%. 100%. And, and you are, it's up to you. I, and, and it was nice that Danny called with those numbers, but in the end, it's up to that woman to sit there and just hundreds of hours of research and you know maybe you find the right person maybe dpao can help you maybe not right um you know it she's in a bad situation dpao are technically kind of adult right true and uh you, you know it's just it, it, it is uh you know um the guy that calls in and was going to want to run for city council or whatever yeah yeah. You know, maybe his heart's in the right place, but, you know. Uh. Yeah, I, words are, are a lot less than actions, and, and, and you know, but yeah. we, we love Jason, but at the same time, we just can't talk about the same rhetoric all the time. It doesn't but get us I, I do want to say my son goes to, so if they're listening, I hope, I hope somebody's listening or somebody knows that someone's listening, yeah. is listening. Yeah. He goes to Wilson Elementary in, in Adam Center. Mm-hmm. He's in kindergarten. Right. And in special ed, and those teachers and teachers' aides are amazing. Awesome. Listen, I got to go, but thank you for the call, my friend. Thank you very much, and good luck with that. We'll talk right. to you soon. AM 1240 WE10. What does that make this legal? Up next, CBS News and more about uh, Brooklyn and everything else to see tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for a